This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. How's everybody feeling right now, honestly? Hold up your drinks if you're drinking. Hold up your smoking for smoking! Sing it if you know it, y'all! If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! www.com and if you want to go to the K-Rock website it's www.com www.krock.com that's Rock of the Kill www.com we got into live we got a little bit of Justin Bieber we also got some Chris Rap. I cannot believe this stuff is on the radio I'm sorry I've got to collect myself because this is this is what our youth is being subjected to. Thank you for your opinion. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. I got two guys that are going to get you in the dancing mood. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. You know what time it is. And now, when you write it, you have to see it in your mind, right? I mean, it can't it can't have looked like it does. Our feature presentation. It's a sterling question right mm-hmm. there. Very happy mm-hmm. with that. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Friday morning, the 14th of June. What's up, Devil Dogs? Okay. Take it. Thank yep. you. Jensen, how are you feeling? I'm doing good. Happy for Drake? I'm happy for Drake. We have two new Drake songs hitting today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a national holiday in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not for the Raptors, for the Drake songs. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's a big deal, man. That that uh, that. I mean, listen, everyone is injured. I mean, that's the the truth is uh, that the entire other team had to fall down. Yeah, I don't know what haunted tiki they stole <laughs> from Hawaii uh, from a cemetery, but uh, the Warriors have bad luck. Yes, and was... worse. Rumor out of Golden State. Yes. Uh, Durant misses all of next season. Oh, I mean, he's looking at a new contract anyway, so it might not be in Golden State, but that's terrible. And then other news: Clay, Clay Thompson torn ACL. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was that so bad. He'll wow. be out for a while as well. So this is not good. Yeah, this could be the end of the dynasty. Yes. Um, I just am so fascinated with the Drake curse. I don't know how much stock he put in it, but it certainly has. Uh, it's certainly a plot line that has gotten wide attention in recent months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he he just must feel like he did something, you know, to finally get it off his back. The dude did an after game interview. He did a post. He never does interview. interviews. No, he walked out while like a player. He walked out, stopped at the press, talked about how great it feels to be champion. I mean, he, no one makes me laugh more than Drake. He thinks he's on the team. Yeah, when they lost Game Five, he left out the players' exit, 
with his head down, giving high fives, but not looking at the people, just like a lot, like a player who lost. Just like he just lost. It was <laughs> he, his fault. He lives it, and it's hilarious. To him. <laughs> yeah. But he wants uh, he wants dip with his chip. Is what I understand. Love that. He does what dip with his chip. Yes. So and now he's got it. So congratulations to Canada. This is the first time. The NBA trophy has ever been in Canada. Yeah. Toronto Raptors win NBA championship does sound like something out of Back to the Future 2. It does. Yes. Doesn't sound real. Yeah. So, good times. You guys see um, Natalie Burr, the valedictorian whose speech has has electrified the nation this week? I did not. I have not either. She is a senior at San Isidro in San Diego. And... um, well, I mean, it started off as a uh, as a fairly typical speech from a valedictorian. Good evening, parents, friends, staff, and class of 2019. It's a pleasure to speak here to you today. I'd like to give recognition to those who have greatly influenced me during the past four years. I mean, she could spice it up a little bit. I mean, she could. Oh, she's br- she's gonna bring it. This is just the setup. So then she uh, then she you know thanks some. Thanked her family, of course, for their support and their love. Couldn't have made it without you, mom and dad. And then she thanked a couple of uh, teachers that she had. And then she went on to take to thank her friends. And just when I thought, well, I don't know why I'm watching this, things take quite a turn in Miss Burr's speech. To my friends, thank you for always being by my side. I appreciate your love and support always, and will treasure the memories we made at this school. All right, here comes the plot twist. To my counselor. Thanks for teaching me to fend for myself. You were always unavailable to my parents and I, despite appointments. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so if you're not paying attention, it sounds like she's just droning on so, about yeah, school same words, stuff. but the yes. words have actually changed. Yes, and this was not in the prepared remarks that were approved by the school before mm-hmm. she gave her speech. So the counts, thanks to the counselors who were never available for me, even when I had appointments. Only in these past few weeks. With the award ceremonies and graduation coming up, did you begin making your appearance? And might I note, you expressed to me your joy in knowing that one of your students was valedictorian when you had absolutely no role in my achievement. <laughs> She's burning the place down. And the tone, man. She's yes. just so down the middle. Yes. Yeah, she is a. She's got ice water in her veins, man. She is. Just, she's an assassin, and she's that's not. Be, that's yes. why all of the words before that were meaningless because yes. she was focusing on the fire. Yeah, she yes. is the Kawhi Leonard of Valedictorian. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> Great analogy. To the staff in the main office, thank you for teaching me how to be resourceful. Your negligence to inform me of several scholarships until the day before they were due potentially caused me to miss out on thousands of dollars. When applying for a work permit, you repeatedly turned me away, despite confirming with my employer and parents that all my paperwork was filled correctly. Now, I have to ask, aren't you expecting her microphone to get cut off at any moment? Or a response at all from the audience. Yes. Total silence, no applause, no laughter. You think you get one or the other. I would think applause. Yeah. I mean, I just, I kept waiting for the principal or counselor or somebody just to come and A, turn the mic off and B, just escort her off the stage. I feel like that is a move that makes them look too bad. Mm -hmm. I feel like you sort of just have to let her go. Yeah. Well, she's almost done, but she does have another target when she finishes with this, uh, with this office. I've had to escalate issues with staff to an assistant principal various times to reach any sort of solution. 
to the teacher who was regularly intoxicated during class. <laughs> okay. Now, this is the one where all of a sudden, Jensen, you get your wish. Yeah. Because the students apparently are very aware of this teacher. Uh, yes. And they perk up. To the teacher who was regularly intoxicated during class this year. Thank you for using yourself as an example to teach students about the dangers of alcohol. <laughs> Being escorted by police out of school oh. left a lasting impression. I hope that future students and staff learn from these examples. Thank you, class of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the question I have for you. Yeah. Baller move or completely inappropriate, irresponsible, and you'd never hire somebody who would do something like that at their valedictorian speech? Could it be right message, wrong time, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, I mean I, two different things. Would you hire her is a completely different thing I, than right thing. I'd hire her. You would? You would? Oh, yeah. I, these, I didn't have a teacher. I, whenever I hear people were, like, inspired by teachers in high school and stuff, I didn't have one of those. Everyone bummed me out. So you're better, too? Yeah. I would have definitely done that. <laughs> and I, I don't think it shows any, you know, it's just, she's probably right. She's probably right. I'm sure she's right. I'm sure that everything she said is true. I have no reason to suspect it's not. But a lot of people think this is, hey, look at me. This is, hey, you're hijacking the ceremony to air your own dirty laundry. Hey, this puts a pall on the enjoyment of the day for everyone else. I mean, I think all of those are legitimate you know, concerns to bring up. I just wonder if you think she did the right thing or if this is a good look for her. I mean, it's entertaining for us because we're not involved. But if you if you were at that to, with your daughter graduating from high school, Kevin, would you have been down for it? I mean, don't you feel like there was a lot of stuff that went down behind each of those accusations? Sure. Like there I, must have I, been. I believe her. I believe what she went through is tr- is accurate. I'm just wondering if that's the forum for it. I would have said, you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I do forget that uh, Kevin is the chaos candidate. <laughs> yeah. Let the chips I, fall where they may. I bring chaos. That's that's my job. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so there's uh, there's Natalie Burr. I'm sure colleges are very excited to see her application come through the mail this well, week. Well, she's an exciting speaker, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Burr 2020. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about today's Kevin Abicho, shall we? Wow, you cute, but you dumb. I'll take it. Uh, keep it 100 because it's Friday. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Randall Park in studio. The man. Love him. Love him so much. This is a an overnight success who's been working for 25 years. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's everywhere and everyone loves him. It must be. It must feel so gratifying for him to have worked this hard and, and be where he's at. Jimmy Pardo, our friend and comedian, is going to call and uh, try and talk some sense into Bean, who believes that he's going to run a marathon. He is going to tell me how he did it. Right. Might not translate. That's all I'm saying. Might not translate. How dare you? Uh, you sleep with something comforting from your childhood. Had a study yesterday that said thirty four percent. Yeah, that's shockingly that high. Is really, really creepy. That's <laughs> really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been talking about uh, Chernobyl, um, and uh, our listener Christina went there on vacation. My kind of gal. <laughs> she is your kind of gal. <laughs> Anything that involves death or possible death, you're in. So we're going to talk to her coming up as well. Plus, we've got your tickets for that secret Blink One Eighty Two show. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. In for Allie, here's Jensen. Time for What's Happening. Oh, hi. Uh, for reals, though, we just added a segment that gave away the Blink tickets. <laughs> like, that's what we did. We just yeah. put it in the schedule. Then when we were told there were no tickets for us, that's true. we didn't take it off the schedule. We said, you know what? It's on the schedule already. <laughs> right. yeah. And on our little, that. Our little yeah. commercial thing. So go ahead and just find some tickets. I mean, it's in ink. Yeah. Right. Can't fix it. Mm. Can't Already fix it. Right. It's how yeah. stuff works. Has anybody had a better few years than Dave Chappelle? 
He seems to be uh, cresting right about now. Say no. I mean, I don't know. The time they gave him $50 million to redo his TV show was a pretty good year, too. Yeah, but then it, that Didn't uh, same he year he ran it? away. Yeah. yeah. Same year he just took off to Africa. Well, he won his first Emmy in 2017 for his hosting of SNL, another Emmy in 2018 for Outstanding Variety Special for his Netflix comedy special, and then he picked up Grammys for Best Comedy Album in 18 and 19, and Chappelle's also set to win the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor at the Kennedy Center in October. So how do you follow that up? Broadway. Dave oh. Chappelle will be making his Broadway debut this summer with a five-run show. Five-run? Yes. Would you guys be excited to see Dave Chappelle? On I Broadway? would. Absolutely. I'd, I'd be feel- excited to see Dave Chappelle in line yes. at a Starbucks. Every I mean, time yes. I've seen him, he's fantastic. He is hilarious. Now, do you guys know about the company he owns with the phone pouches? I don't. <laughs> so it's become a big thing. I like the word phone pouch. Oh, though. this is the this is the thing where you have to give your phone up and you can't use it during a show. Oh, yes, correct. Okay. So basically you give your phone in, they hand you this pouch, you put it in, they they have a little mechanism that closes it. You basically carry around a little purse. You can keep it, but it's locked. Correct. Yeah. And uh, they're happened make- at uh, movie screenings. There too. you go. Yeah. And now they're making it so you can't cut through it. There's all these, you know, they're, they're ma- and he's a part owner of the company. So they're going to be doing it on Broadway, which I feel like is a good trend because remember all these like uh, like actors and actresses who were like, stop texting. In the stop middle. in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah this yeah. could be a good thing. Yeah. Ticketmaster's verified fan presale program for the Broadway show begins Tuesday, but general public will be able to buy tickets June 21st. General said- public is going to be there? <laughs> yes. That's a weird <laughs> mix. General public opening for Dave Chappelle. <laughs> is the uh, is the, the phone pouch a company called Yonder Jensen? Does the, that sound right? That He has, I don't know what his is specifically called. Okay. There's, there's three different companies, I think. Okay, gotcha. But that is one of them. Uh, a huge trailer hit online yesterday for a movie called Dr. Sleep, which is from director Mike Flanagan, who I'm a huge fan of. And it picks up 40 years after Stanley Kubrick's, Kubrick's classic film, The Shining. Really? So this is a grown-up Danny, played by Ewan McGregor. He meets a young girl named Abra, who possesses the same exact power as he does, which we remember is The Shine or The Shining. Mm-hmm. Danny soon learns that Abra is on the run from a group called The True Knot who seek people with the shine power as well in hopes of gaining immortality. Now, Doctor Sleep is based on a Shining sequel that uh, author Stephen King wrote. And something that you should know about it, uh, Stephen King hated Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Didn't he was he the hate, only one. Didn't he hate a lot of projects that were made out of his books? He I did. tend to think yeah. it's the ones he's not involved in. Oh, okay. But he hated this one very much <laughs> and always wanted someone to make this. So uh, Flanagan stepped up, who's had great uh, existence with Netflix recently. This is going to go to theaters on my birthday, November 8th. And the sequel hit wow, theaters. Already, already little... working his birthday, Bean. Guys, yeah. write, it, write it down. We know what it, happened this with Ali. This is Jensen's birthday year. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, Ali only got sung Louis Anderson. So try to step that up. Step that up? Okay. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, The sequel will hit theaters 39 years since the film uh, starring Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall debuted. So that's a big deal. You guys going to see that? No. I think so. No? Says Bean? No. Wow. It takes takes a lot to get me to see a movie. You know that. Wow. Take subtitles first. Mm -hmm. It has to be in black and white. I mean, that's preferable. And then they'll go. Foreign. Yeah. Yeah. And a documentary. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. A lot of all those uh, things. specific things there. Yeah. Thinking about going to see the Laurel Canyon movie this weekend, though. That is very bean. I'm really excited about it. And this is what? A doc on Laurel Canyon? Yeah. Sounds great. Where do you yeah. see that when you're out of L.A.? How dare you? <laughs> I live in America. Okay. What? For, for a little. For now, yeah. <laughs> a second woman is accusing Cuba Gooding Jr. of groping her. 
Cuba Gooding of uh, Show Me the Money fame. The second incident has occurred more than a decade ago, sources tell Page Six. But this is after someone came forward just a few days ago accusing the Oscar winner of misconduct in an incident that happened at a rooftop bar in Manhattan last Sunday. Cuba Gooding Jr. surrendered to police Thursday night over the incident on Sunday, and the 51-year-old Oscar winner was at a police station around 11 and arrested and charged with forcible touching, which is quite a charge name. That is strange. Gooding Jr. has maintained his innocence and says he trusts the system to exonerate him. Uh, his lawyer has noted that there's a two-year statute of limitations on that second misdemeanor charge, and they have video evidence of the first one. So this should be an yeah. easy case to look over, right? I would think mm-hmm. so. Uh, he's a wild and crazy kid. He is, yeah. It's a reference to his brother. Guys, happy birthday to a bunch of people. You ready? Mm-hmm. Culture Club lead singer Boy George, tennis star Steffi Graf, screenwriter Diablo Cody, Duke basketball player about to be the number three NBA pick, R.J. Barrett, and apprentice host Donald Trump. That's what's going on. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. People are uh, watching this show on Chernobyl, and then people are going to Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. Well, that not a choice sense. I would make. Really? I no. would totally go to Chernobyl. I don't I, I don't know. I just don't feel like I need to go visit scenes of horrific death. Well, I have health you concerns. Know I mean? Well, sure. I mean, they they say there's a certain amount of time you could be there and not be there because of radiation and all that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. my concern. That's not great. The, um, it's. It, I know you think it's a death thing for me. It's not. It's that it was a place. For by the way, let me back up one step. Okay. There are many people who have no idea what Chernobyl is even a reference to. This was a nuclear power plant. And by the way, at the time, nuclear power seemed like it was on the rise. It seemed like that was going to be the clean energy of the future. Mm-hmm. Chernobyl kind of changed that because the nuclear plant exploded in April of 1986 in Russia. And it uh, killed dozens of people at the time just working in the plant. But the radiation afterwards killed, they don't tell us how many people. They don't know, yeah. Maybe thousands. And it basically clouded an entire city. Yes. Like it stuck around. So everything had cancer and babies were born all weird and and, and dogs and cats were living together. I mean, everything (laughs) just went berserk. And this lasts forever, right? And it lasts forever. Yeah. yeah, it lasts forever. And uh, I mean, I think I think I read there's a thousand square miles around Ch- the Chernobyl power plant that nobody's allowed to live. For instance, a and, thousand square miles. Okay? And obviously, like this was a big part of the TV show, but the government controlled how much information came in and out of Chernobyl. So especially so, at that time, yeah, it was Russian. Right? Well, that's right. especially so much that any time like Chernobyl was mentioned on a phone call, they would like disconnect the phone call. Yeah. Wow. They're, they're pretty serious about it. So, so people have always been going to Chernobyl uh, in limited, uh, you know, in limited tour groups. But now, as Kevin said, it has exploded because of the success of this HBO show, which has aired in uh, uh, America and in Britain so far. And um, I mean, there uh, last year there were seventy thousand visitors. Last month there were thirteen thousand. That shows you how how big yeah. it's gotten just since the TV show aired. So we started talking about this the other day about how weird it is that Chernobyl is now a hot spot, and and for for many there's a controversy because people are taking selfies there, and people are thinking that's uncool mm-hmm. and a disaster site. But then we heard from one of our listeners, Christina, who actually has been to Chernobyl and said she had a great time. It was a party. <laughs> it was a party. Hey, Christina, how are you? Hello. Yes, absolute party. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you right now, Christina? I am in your future home, London. I, uh, in London. London. Maybe, maybe you won't be moving to London, but I'm in the UK. I'm okay. Gotcha. Um, you, your podcast listener, then? 
Absolutely. I have been listening to you since 1992. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of bad choices. Wow. Thank you. That shows you what the radiation will do to you. It, yeah. just, it makes you take terrible, t- make terrible decisions. All right, so, Christina, I am fascinated. Thank you so much for emailing about this. When did you visit Russia and go to the Chernobyl disaster site? Uh, so it was about a year and a half ago. We had some friends that I had gone to high school with that were in Ukraine, uh, living there for a couple of years and invited us to to go visit them and Chernobyl was a day trip from there and it's one of the earlier memories of my life and I've always been fascinated by it so Christina is it advertised now, is it advertised as day trip you can go there check it out that kind of thing um I, or you have to I, look I, you I have to find so. it yeah I mean it's not it was a I just Googled it because we knew we were going there to that area. So it, there are loads of companies that do it, but and there were a few tour buses in front of us. We had done a private tour, but I, I guess there's some kind of video game that is, takes place around there. And so a lot of people go because it's the setting of some video game they like. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know didn't that. Know that wow. So what about Jensen's concern about the health issues? I mean, what do they tell you? What kind of warnings do they give you about how much exposure you can have to radiation and what it's likely to do to you? Well, it's really interesting. So you have a a radiation meter that you carry with you from the time you enter the exclusion zone. And it's not a Geiger counter, but it's it's something else like that. And you can see it, it, it will tick and it will tell you what the radiation is. And there are no problems. It's actually almost disappointing because it's really low. You really but wanted some radiation. <laughs> you were really looking forward to it. Christina wanted a tail. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I was fascinated to see what, I mean, I sort of expected it to be, you know, three-eyed fish and, and glowing trees. Sure. And... It, it just wasn't. So you have to be with a tour guide who's certified when you go into the exclusion zone, which is a many, many mile area. Um, and they'll show you where there are hot spots of radiation. So at one point, our guide put his meter just near a drain in the, in the street, and it went off of the charts. But they all know where the safe places are to walk. So do they? No, I mean, do they? <laughs> you ever wonder why you never see the same tour guide twice? That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christina, here's, uh, we're talking to uh, uh, Kevin B. Lister, Christina, who has visited Chernobyl. She went about a year and a half ago with some friends. It's a very hot uh, destination now for tourists because of the, uh, because of the uh, HBO show. Um, I was starting to say earlier, it's not about the death for me in this i'm fascinated with a place that is frozen in time and that's what chernobyl seems to be because you know that week that month that that happened everybody left and it i feel like you it's like walking into 1982 to see what's still standing is that the sensation that you got absolutely it it you don't it isn't really very deathy it's more abandoned in fact there's a there's a memorial that we stopped at before we went in that showed the long walk down a field with all the signs of all the towns that were abandoned as a result of this. And the, the thing that's most striking, you walk into people, you know, like 
Soviet apartments and you can see that it's frozen in time police station the leisure center and there's just nothing there it looks like a like a apocalyptic movie yeah there was a theme park that was set to open like the same month as the explosion and that theme park's just next door and looking like a horror movie right yeah i I sent through a couple of photos and that was one of them so that's uh all rusted out and creepy and it was never used pripyat which is the town right next to the power plant was like a communist ideal of town that was a really great place to live and you can see you know movie theaters and all the stuff that you don't really expect when i think about soviet living uh so people are really proud to be there and now it's all just crumbling and decrepit and it's oh, fascinating that's, that's where i plan on taking my selfie right in front of the theme park with my <laughs> arms up in the air you'll take it from behind and it'll say the thoughts are limitless or something <laughs> <laughs> What about the uh, the controversy, Christine? And we're almost out of time here, but what about the controversy that you've probably been reading about, about people thinking it's inappropriate to take selfies at a place like that just because it's kind of a, a, a somber piece of real estate? It, I think it is somber. And I've been to, I went to Dachau concentration camp. I've been to places where I didn't feel it was appropriate to take a photo. I didn't feel that there. This is still a people's they're building a second sarcophagus over Chernobyl to to keep it entombed. It's it's a piece of history that's really fascinating, and it, it's not a place where a load of people died. There, a lot of people died, but not right there, right then. So it doesn't have that same feeling. It more is just historical. Kevin, has Christina convinced you? Are you going to put it on your on your list for 2020, maybe to vacation? I'm not going to put it on my list, but I'm more interested now than I was before. Okay. Mm, when I right. thought it was just, hey, everyone died here, let's go. Mm-hmm. That didn't seem cool <laughs> to me, but I do have one follow-up for Christina, okay. and that's, you live in London. Uh, do you have a job, and are you hiring? <laughs> I do have a job, and if you want to work in public housing, Dean, we'd love to there have There you go. Fantastic. There you that's go. That's good. Christina, can we be, can we be friends when I move? I would love that. You know, I moved to Seattle before I lived here, and I actually served you food once. What? It's just the world just got very small, you guys. What? Oh my All gosh! Right. <laughs> so Bean has eaten food like from someone who is at Chernobyl, right? <laughs> oh, no. that might explain some things. Wow. All right, we're gonna t- we're gonna track this down <laughs> offline, uh, Christina. You're awesome for contacting us. Thank you for sharing your experience, and we'll talk again. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye now. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bean, you remember the early days when we had uh, Stuffed Animal Boy? Remember that guy? Yes. Daniel from, was his was name. He from USC, I want to say. Yes. Yes. Wow. What a pull that was. Right? He was yeah, he was a, like a, a collection of the oddball uh, friends and uh, family that we used to have. And on he the used Kevin to have care. like a hundred stuffed animals in his he room. He was obsessed with stuffed animals. I had not, I've not thought about him for years. How did we lose him but keep the Armenian comedian? Well, the Armenian comedian is just straight gold. <laughs> okay. Right. And we used to mock him. We did used to mock him. Yeah, we did. Think of it. <laughs> <laughs> but he, but he was a freak show, though. Right. He had like a hundred stuffed animals. He, he did. Named it was them. And, yeah, he, he did have names he, for all of them. That's true. He, he had names for all of them, which, by the way, is very reasonable. You should name your stuffed animals. Sure. But I mean, he used to he used to like like put on little shows with them and everything like that. And they, he had complex relationships between them all. It wasn't what I'm doing. Which no, is of course just, not. You're oh, yeah, completely no. different. Yeah, no, having separate different sock monkeys for different situations. You're right. Is not Nothing as scary like as that. what that kid did. Nothing like it. Uh, we did a story earlier this week. The sleep industry experts, known as Sleepopolis, I am unfamiliar with their work, but they did a survey of 2,000 adults and shockingly revealed that 34% still snuggle with a stuffed animal, a blanket, or some other anxiety-reducing item of sentimental value. That number was shocking. Surprising. Me. Yeah, that's way too many. Very surprising. So these are people who, when they go to bed, they have something that they take with them. You're a loser. I don't know that that's where we're at. I mean, I think that's where we're at. Is that um, what we're saying or not what we're saying? I don't think it is what we're saying. Okay, that's be- what I'm be- saying. Because I think this is a no harm, no foul situation. And I'm going to tell you this 34%, while the numbers surprised me, I guarantee if we open up the phones right now, we will have plenty of listeners who, as a matter of habit, every single night, they have to sleep with this thing. Says the guy who does travel with a sock monkey. Yeah, and I'm saying, like, what if you went on a date and it went well, it was the third date, and you're like, let's hang out. And then <laughs> Hold on, Dean went on a third date? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a third date in my life, Justin. <laughs> and you look over, and this man or woman uh-huh. is cuddled uh-huh. up to, like, a, I don't know, like a giraffe stuffed animal in, in their little nook. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly... And they're a grown I think would, person. I think it would be adorable. Honestly, deal breaker. Almost. Wow. Oh, no. Almost. It depends. Like, are they perfect? in every other way, maybe I can put up with the little stuffed giraffe. Okay. But if they're not, and it's questionable, that pushes me right over the edge the other way. <laughs> You're saying, like, they have to be super hot. They have to overcome <laughs> that. Yes. <laughs> overcome the stuffed giraffe. Yes, you do. Um, 1-800-520-1067. If you sleep with a comfort item, mm-hmm. we want to hear from you. What is it that... It's if not you guys... just a comfort item. It's also a comfort item that reminds you of your childhood. Right. Or, or came yeah. from your childhood. Yeah. yeah. What is... If you can put it into words, what is your problem with it? Um, do I don't you know. I feel th- like we're no longer eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like they're just they're living in their childhood. They're not. There's something that went on in their childhood that is not letting them let go of something that reminds them of it. Is it the end of the world? No, not of course it's not. But it is a little odd that they were unable to leave that part of their childhood in their yeah, childhood. Like, like if I walked into uh, a woman's bedroom and saw it filled with Barbie dolls, I'd be like. What 
creep are you? Like, I'd immediately think, like, something, who hurt you? <laughs> why haven't you moved on? Yeah, why haven't you moved on? How about, uh, would it be like somebody uh, sucking his thumb or yeah, having yeah. a pacifier? Same yeah, sort same of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pacifier if an adult sure. had a pacifier, that might be a deal breaker. <laughs> okay, I agree with you there. <laughs> oh, I see how that works. Yeah, I think the pacifier is taking it way too far. We are going to take your calls, 1-800-520-1067, if you have a comfort object from your childhood that you sleep with. But I'd like to... I'd like to delve into how Bean's mm-hmm. uh, sock monkey system works out. Like, you have more than one. I do. In case you wear one out? Um, I, you know, sometimes... You have one at the ready? You just want a little variety. A little variety? Yes. Mm-hmm. How are they different? Well, they're... I didn't really want to get into this I know, part but of I it. do. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, you guys are Look. probably going to figure out some way to twist my words. Oh, yeah, we'll twist them. Oh, yeah, twist You're going to figure out some way to twist my words and make this sound creepy. All right, we'll try not to. But one of them is a ballerina. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to twist those words by just I'm saying sorry. them back to you. One of them is a ballerina. A sock monkey ballerina. That is a, that is a ballerina. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, one of them we call Choco Monkey because it's a... Uh, Who's a, we? Well, my wife. Is that wife. the royal we or your no, wife? My, your wife does wife. not call your stuffed animals I names. think he means him and all the other sock monkeys. <laughs> yeah, that's what Choco, I think too. We have Choco Monkey, who's a who's a, an all chocolate colored, you know, brown brown monkey. We have Super Monkey, who is a superhero. He's got like a, a little, you know, like a... This sounds dumb when I'm saying it out loud. No, no, no. It sounds, <laughs> no, it sounds really totally normal. Actually, yeah. you're giving it some weight. Uh-huh. Like, it's working out, actually. Su- Super Monkey has a, ca- has a cape. What? <laughs> I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Has a cape. Yeah, it's a little creepy. <laughs> they, uh, they all, I mean, they all have different outfits and personalities, but, you know. All... I'm sorry. I'd just like to stop you right there. Do they have personalities? They do. Do they? And I'll and I'll rotate them if I've you know if I've had if I spent too much time with cheerleader sock monkey then I'll say oh, oh. well now I got to move over to to uh, you know super monkey or whatever or choco monkey or travel monkey I have travel monkey too that's the one that I take on trips and stuff but it's not about me but the don't thing... you ever miss super monkey when you're on the road well you I mean it'd be ridiculous to sleep with more than one Kevin <laughs> all right one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven I also want to go on record as saying I am creeped out by the situations you've probably made with them, that you've probably drank tea with them. Like, I see you being just like a little proper girl Agreed. With all your sock monkeys around you in a circle. What if I were to tell you that Raquel is on the line in Whittier, line two? She'll be our first caller on this. Uh, the phones are blowing up, by the way, one 800 Raquel, help me out here because I feel like my coworkers don't understand where I'm coming hey, from. Hey, so far, all that's happened oh, is yeah. you've told us what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're not interpreting. Yes. All right. Sorry, Raquel. Hi. Okay. Hello. So, yes, I'm, ter- I'm 37 years old, and I still sleep with a blanket that I've had since I was six years old. Mm, six. And mm. was there ever a time when you got to be like 10, 11, 12, 17, mm. whenever it was, when your parents said, hey, uh, maybe you don't need that blanket anymore? No, not at all. I. Oh, you didn't have parents. That sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they never really pushed me. I mean, they tried to suggest it here and there, but nope. I unapologetically keep it around. Raquel, what does a 30-year-old blankie look like? What kind of shape is it in? Uh, it's unfortunately it looks pretty much a scrap. Just scraps. <laughs> and so are you uh, with someone or married or anything? Yes, and I'm ha- married. I have a one-year-old. <laughs> oh, is this, do you and the one-year-old share the blankie? No, she has her own. You're being <laughs> selfish. That's my blankie, Raquel uh, says. Raquel, what, what does your husband or what does your partner think? He's, uh, he's accepted it. He hasn't, again, tried to push me or, or take it away from me. I, I tell him if he tries to take it away from me, it's, it's on. 
does it ever does it ever worry you? And have you ever tried to figure out a way to stop doing that? Mm, I thought about it here and there, but it, it's really honestly very difficult. I have to travel with it. I again every single night. I, I can't sleep. I can't relax unless I have my but little. I, but sort of that's. But that's my point, which is that you're adding a whole layer of complexity to your life today that you don't really need. Maybe, but it's, it's comfort. It's not hurting anyone. I'm not saying it's hurting anyone. I'm just saying you're creepy like Bean. <laughs> Let Raquel live, Kevin. Let her live. Another therapist dream over here, Raquel. <laughs> Keep uh, doing what you're doing, Raquel. Thank you so much for the call. one 800 520 We'll hear from you next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. We are talking about people who sleep with things that they that gave them comfort when they were a child. We're talking about good people is what we're talking about. Right, that's what we meant, yeah. Yeah, people people who uh, people who know how to enjoy their lives. 34% of Americans sleep today with something that reminds them of the good times of their childhood. Yvonne is one of them. Yvonne? She's on the phone right now. Hey, Yvonne. Hi, it's actually not me. It's my 40-year-old husband. All right. Oh. Okay. All right, what's he got going on? Yes. It's a blanket from when he was an infant, like he was swaddled with it. <laughs> wow. So now it's the size of a yeah. dish towel to him, right? Like, it, it, Oh, my it, goodness. It is so tattered and disgusting, and it stinks, and it has holes in it, and it sleeps in bed with us every night. At what point did you find out about it? Way earlier in, in your relationship? About six months in. And did oh you think, gosh. wow, loser? So at first I did. Okay. But... In fairness, he lost his mother at a young age. Oh, so... So it's kind of like this... I know, right? Now it makes me feel like a jerk. No, well, I mean, it's childhood <laughs> trauma does change everything. Yeah, but he... he uh, Like, he smells it every night before we go to bed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <sighs> and, and he sleeps you with know, it? Like, does he sleep with it, like, up near his face and, like, he's just, like, cuddled up with it? Yes, like he'll put it on his face, like he'll lay on his back and like lay it on his face. Oh, Yvonne. Like, really? I can't have it anywhere near my head because it stinks to high health. He won't let me wash it. Oh, and, my God. And he's God. still sexy to you, huh? Oh, I love the man. Have yes. you ever washed it without him knowing just to sort of get the stench out? Once and I got found out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got found out. Oh. You, you got to get out of there, Yvonne. I'm sorry. I mean, I know you're... Oh, wait, Bean. I thought there was nothing creepy about this. I know you're... Ha- but I'm not putting a stinky blanket on my face either, though. We don't know where you're putting your sock monkeys. Okay, well, you should be asking Yvonne's husband about the holes in the blanket, too, while we're at it. All right. All the best to you, Yvonne. Thank you so much for calling. We appreciate you so much. Uh, this one from the 509. I am 40, and I sleep with a stuffed Ior. Or is it Eeyore? Eeyore. 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 Yeah. So that's uh, that's happening. Okay. All right. Let's try um let's try Inglewood. Let's go to Jessica Please Line Five up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey Jessica. Hi, good morning. Good morning. So you oh. sleep with something that reminds you of your childhood, gives you comfort? Yes. So when I was growing up until I was probably ten, which is way too big, I slept with my grandma and I would always use her little pillow. So when I moved out of her bed, I took that pillow with me, and I still use it every night. And I'm 31 now. See, now, now again, I'll see, say, but that reminds you of your grandma. I can get with this a little, because how mm-hmm. much does the pillow stand out? Like, does it look like, like one of your normal pillows? No, it's totally different. Like, does it say, like, a grandma's house is always warm or something on it? Or, like, what? <laughs> like how do people know it's your grandma's? It's that 
what nobody well i know what's my grandma's pillow it's like a little round cylinder pillow and uh, my grandpa actually had a matching one mm-hmm. so when he oh. passed away i took his and brought it into my bed too and now between my husband and my daughter we're all fighting over it's two little pillows Wow. Somehow Jessica's made it sound very sweet. Yes, she this has. is sweet. She's made her own creepiness sound adorable. When you travel, do you have to bring it with you? I do. You do? Wow. wow. I'd, love I do. To, I'd love to hear your husband's version of Same. this story and how he feels about having constant <laughs> reminders of your grandmother in the marital bed. I don't think he minds because he tries to take it all the time. He okay. tries to hear all the, her family's fighting over it, according to Jessica. Again, I would like to hear the rest of the family's story. Oh, yeah, we're fighting over it. Thank you for the call, Jessica. We appreciate it. Let's do one more. Let's go Molly, Newport Beach, line four, up next on K-Rock. Hey, Molly. Hi. Hi there. All the so ladies, I, by the way. Have yes, you noticed all that? ladies and bean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I was gifted a baby blanket when I was born by a family friend, and it's never really left my side. And I feel like I grew up pretty normal. I don't have any, like, childhood trauma. I'm a good person. It just, you oh, know. Oh, no one's saying feet. you're not a good person. Yeah, we're just saying you're a total creepball. Right. Hey, listen, so what is, what is the, what is the like, uh, condition it's in right now, 33 years oh, later? I, I say a prayer every time I wash it. It's mm. like... I sometimes, too, wake up and one of the little things, because it's totally shredded, is, like, around my neck. So, yeah, I probably shouldn't sleep with it. That would be the, by the way, Molly, that would be the saddest way to die. Do you, right? Oh, really God. Would. Do you have to travel with it? Not anymore. Okay. Not oh, anymore. Wow, progress. Not anymore. Gross. And an ex-boyfriend did find it under my bed, and I was absolutely mortified, but I still sleep with it because, it, I don't know, it just gives me comfort. There you go. That's the word, comfort. Who can be against comfort, you guys? I mean, sure, I'm sure Dahmer had a blanket that 100% left <laughs> him comforted, too. I don't know you Molly and me into Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of the same thing. Very we're, similar. We're just trying to relax. Thanks, all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. Sure, okay. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. All right, it's Friday morning. Jensen is here in for Alley. It's time for one of our favorite segments of the whole week. We call it the That's My Jam Update. Uh, so listen, we don't program our own station, which is both a blessing and a curse. A curse and idea that sometimes we'll hear songs that just get played every single day and we're like, Ugh. But a blessing in a sense that we would hear the new Taylor Swift song 14 times in a row if Bean got to pick. Yeah, <laughs> very true. So listen, every week we ask everyone here on staff at the Kevin and Bean Morning Show, what would you put on a playlist for this weekend? What do you want to hear? What do you want to put out into this world? And so everyone gives a suggestion, contributes. It's Even beautiful. Even Beer Mug, by the way, and I'm still not sure how he made the cut. Even what? Mug. We're still putting his songs on? Yeah. I didn't know that. Even didn't. though they even though they get progressively sadder every week based <laughs> on how his life is going. He is real close <laughs> to an Elliott Smith pick. <laughs> he is. Um, so, yeah, it has over 100 songs, over almost six hours of music. If you listen to it on Shuffle, it's awesome. You can get to it uh, by going to our Twitter or any of our Facebook or social media, at Kevin and Bean. So this week we have a brand new batch of songs. Kevin, let's start with you. Mine is a, a rapper by the name of Max Wasson. And it is rare that I don't know a rapper. I have never heard of Young Max. Which doesn't surprise me because when I started looking for info on him, there is none. Mm -hmm. And I went to his Instagram and he's got 1,100 followers. You know what I mean? Like he's a brand new artist. This is Mm. only his fourth song. Some may even say you're getting us up on it. Right. Yeah. Only the fourth song that he's ever put out. Uh, His family was born in Canada. He was raised in Sweden. And Bean, you're going to love this part of it. In Sweden, he got abused like a crazy person. 
He was just getting beaten up. He had to change schools three times. And he says because of that, he turned to hip hop. Hmm. And that's sort of what got him into it. Um, there is a YouTube video of this song. It's basically, he must be high, is all I can get from this. Because the first thing that I noticed is the groove, the, the music. Before I even heard the lyrics, I just, I heard the groove and I was like, that's dope. That's what I thought. I'm oh, sorry. That's, that's what dope. I thought. Oh, huh, okay. Yeah. So, but then I went back and I started listening to the lyrics and it's clearly a he's high fever dream about ordering all kinds of different food. Okay. The guy's name is Max Wasson and the name is, the uh, name of the song is We Cookin'. All the smells in the air as I float to a chair. She like you ready to order right at the home let's go like get the pizza party resta past the calamari alley past the understand your wanna give me heart attacks i need them stop 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 i want fries want the salsa place to find the one side dip 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 my slice let me everything you wear when we took your life i love that song Max yeah, he's he's high He's right, that's what definitely I thought. high. Way Absolutely, high. yeah. Yeah, Max Wesson. Ah, very good pick, Bean. It's your turn. Uh, you have heard Kay Flay on K Rock in the past. She had a great song last year called "Blood in the Cut," for which she was nominated for a Grammy. She's a singer, songwriter, rapper, musician. She has a brand new song just out this week. Kay Flay's latest is called "Sister." If somebody hurts you, then I'm gonna kill somebody for you. I wanna be your sister. I, uh, yeah, she's real good. And I have uh, frequently complained here at K-Rock about us not playing enough female artists because there is so much tremendous music being made by women in rock and roll right now. And very little of it uh, makes it to the mainstream. K-Flay is somebody who I think deserves a wider audience. Agreed. Uh, all right, my pick. Uh, listen, Dreamville is a collaborative group put together by J. Cole and his record label. They released two singles last night. This is one of the most anticipated albums of 2019. It's called Return of the Dreamers 3. So these are the sort of the first two things that you've heard. Uh, and one of them is great. I love I love both of them, but one is really a standout. It is called uh, Down Bud, I believe. Down Bad, sorry. And it features J. Cole, J.I.D., Young Nutty, Baz, and Earth Gang. Again, Down Bad. My seat been picking up racks, raps them in clear to act if you too, and I'm back in the booth, got them hacking the shackers, they lacking the juice, dropping the body on shacking the fool. Activists drew down the side of your face, we ain't jacking it, we ain't dabbing them fools, get a nap, you do just embarrassing. Who going crazy like us, no comparison? Driven like Marion Jones on the steroids, y'all flow as a high. Y'all had a year, y'all had a year, y'all had a year, but you let it go by. I was just up, I was down, down bad. I had to tighten the up, but I'm here for the crown, crown. I was just up, I was down, down bad. I had to tighten there it is. That's pretty strong, too. Nice. Uh, Allie is out for the day, so stepping in with her pick. She still sent in her song, which is uh, a, commit a commitment to her job. Uh, Bean, what is it? The band is called Spooky Mansion. They are based in San Francisco, and they're real good. They're kind of a surf rock sound. They got a little soul sound to them. They got three or four albums out right now, and uh, this is their most recent song. It is called Brink of Death. I'd love to know how Ali discovered them. Again, the band is called Spooky Mansion, and they're kind of tough to Google because apparently there's a board game called that, and there's a movie <laughs> called that. There's a lot of stuff called Spooky Mansion, but this is the band, and the song that Ali picked for this week's That's My Jam is called Brink of Death. Stay 
Yeah, kind of a, a nice uh, summertime vibe on that, that one, I think. a good jam there. Again, the playlist has been completely updated. You can get to it now just by going to our social media or Facebook at Kevin and Bean. Uh, and some birthdays. Boy George from Culture Club. Happy birthday to that guy. Steffi Graf, Diablo Cody, Lucy Hale, the upcoming number three NBA draft pick, R.J. Barrett, and also the owner of Trump Steaks, Donald Trump. And that's what's going on. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. First, though, we could not be more delighted to welcome to the studio... The hottest actor in Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, producer. Actor in Hollywood. <laughs> he is the hottest actor in Hollywood. The producer, writer, actor from Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Randall Park is joining us. Rock. Randall, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's so good to be here. It's, it's great, great to have you. To, it's great to see you. Uh, you know, until uh, until the Netflix movie, I, I remembered you best as Octopus Man from Fastlane. <laughs> which, uh, I think your, all, though. Your oh greatest credit. Gosh, that's a classic, <laughs> classic <laughs> moment in television history. Octopus Man, you guys. I didn't know we had Octopus Man coming in. How early in the career is Octopus Man? That's my very first, like, network TV credit, mm-hmm. and it sounds like something like interesting, like I'm a like a villain of mm-hmm. some, but uh-huh. really I was a, a a waiter serving octopus. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, and you're lucky they didn't describe it that way because it sounds yeah. better the way yeah. I did. I thought I was waiting for some sort of Marvel spinoff right. with, with no, octopus man. That's I, hilarious. I had one line, and it was. Octopus gentleman, and that was it. <laughs> Can we hear it again? That seemed magical. Octopus gentleman. Very that, nice. Very oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. So, Randall, you know, I, I made reference to the fact that you're the hottest uh, actor in Hollywood. Okay. And, it, 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 and I know you're laughing, but I mean, you really, I mean, everything has come together all these years that you've been working. And you are an actor who's been in things that everybody has seen. And I bet that when you're out on the street or at an airport or whatever, you have no idea what people are going to know you from when they walk up. They'll be Aquaman people. They'll be Veep people. They'll be yeah. drunk history people. You just you know you just don't know, right? Don't know. It's always like yeah, who you know, Wild and Out. Yeah, uh, sure. Like rant, you know, and then sometimes just random commercials, like or uh, or wrongly they'll say Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Oh, of course. <laughs> Which seems racist. How many people? Um, they clearly recognize you. They see you. They lock you in. They go. That's. I know that guy. Oh, yeah. But not oh. from what they don't can't place you. 
All the time. Yeah, all, all, all and then time. did they make you go... A lot of times people like that will make you go through your IMDb. Oh, exactly. And they go, eh, no, that's that, not it. That has happened when I've been hanging out with Randall before. We went to a concert. This is actually kind of a crazy story. We went to a concert the week the interview was supposed to come out. And Randall's face was on national news every single day. And he had gained how much weight for the to play Kim Jong? Like, like 15 15, 20 pounds, pounds. yeah. And so pounds. we're out and he's skinny Randall Park and walking around. And people would look at him like... Where do I know him? <laughs> and you could see them playing in their head. I saw him on the news today, I think. Like, it was like they didn't even know whether what to think of him. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. sort of... And also, what I think... What world they know him from. Yeah, and it's crazy, too. Like, when you got the role on Fresh Off the Boat, which is a show you're on weekly, yeah. I remember we had a conversation where we were like, well, I guess I'm a sitcom dad. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like this whole month has been like Randall Park Appreciation Month of even just being like a sex symbol, you weirdo. Like, <laughs> I mean, this up... so strange. So strange, this up and down. Like, did you ever expect this kind of evolution for you? Uh, no, you know, for me, I just wanted to work. Like, I would just, if, if a job presented itself, I would do it because I just needed money. <laughs> and I loved acting, so so and really any But in that order, right, Randall? Yeah, 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 in that order. Exactly. Needed money, money, loved acting. Loved acting, exactly. okay, good. Yeah. good. Oh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, and, and, and it just so happened that all these different kind of things came to me, and, and, and that, that, I mean, I look back on it, and that, it was all super fun. Yeah, um, we're going to spend a lot of time and always be my baby because it's uh, the, it, it's amazing and we can't <laughs> wait. To, but I, I have to ask some Veep questions first. Yeah. So you had a recurring role on Veep for a number of years. Yeah. You, you were a, a war hero governor, right? Yeah, the governor <laughs> yeah. of Minnesota, Danny. Minnesota, Schoen. right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Danny. Sorry. Tell me about that experience now that the late great Veep is gone. Was oh, it something you'll treasure for the rest of your life? I yes, hope? yes. I mean, it was surreal just being with, uh, you know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and, and surrounded by, I mean, they were like killers, these guys. They were all like, they were the best and at somehow, comedy. And somehow that show was able to not throw away any of them. Yeah. They made all of yeah. them important in some way. Yeah, so, and then Armando Iannucci, just to do anything associated with that guy was just mm -hmm. like incredible and uh, uh, yeah it was a dream come true I, and you're I, a big improv guy and that is a set full of the greatest improvers ever right yes yes yeah and I would just I I, I would barely improv I just sit there watching them a little, <laughs> a little afraid a little intimidated a <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but it, it was uh, it, it was it was a great time and a, a great role like just to be able to play a character like that who was kind of you know, suspect. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I really cherish that show and then my time on that show. Did it change your opinion of politics? <laughs> uh, a little. I mean, no. I, I I kind of went in knowing a little bit about that world, and uh, uh, it, it it definitely. And you love it. Like I, I love it. I, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it it, it 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 did make me a little bit sad about the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to Always Be My Maybe. You wrote the script with Ali Wong and yeah. uh, Michael Golomak. Golomko. Golomko. Where, yeah. where did you, have you known Ali forever? Or? Yeah, I know. Uh, we, so I went to UCLA and uh, while I was there, I co-founded a, a, a theater theater company. And um, right after I graduated, Ali joined that theater company. And it was through kind of mutual friends in that theater company that we became friends. Yeah. Have you ever worked together before? Yeah, yeah, we've, I mean, uh, uh, on a bunch of things just over the years, we were in an improv uh, troupe, like, 
ages ago, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so we so we did that. And she had you ever made out before this movie? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that super weird when you're now? You're doing a sex scene basically with someone you've been friends with. Forever. Yeah, you know, it was. I think it was weird leading up to it, but we talked a lot about it, and we like prepared ourselves a lot about it. And Allie's very into communication. Let's let's make sure we, you know, if, when we we're, we're in that moment that we're we've got all the. Weird thoughts out of the way, and we just commit to the moment. And uh, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't weird while it was happening because we were just acting. But but leading up to it, we talked. We we had a lot of discussions. Did you work out before that? Uh, you know, we, yeah, I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jensen said you're a sex symbol now. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're talking that's about right. your arms and your I chest know, and everything. I did. Uh, I did about ten push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> that showed. How do you keep up that rate? <laughs> you got America very thirsty after that movie. Very I gotta tell you, Randall. And the Keanu uh, Renaissance. We have. Oh, oh, you we got a pause. Right, we got a pause. When we right come there. back, we'll yeah, get yeah, into Keanu. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. yeah. Because it's insane. It's this whole everything about this movie is great. By the way, oh, I appreciate it. Keanu is just the cherry on top. Ooh. Always me by, be my maybe, which I have so much trouble saying, is on uh, Netflix now. Randall Parker's our guest. Quick break. We'll be right back on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Randall Park has joined us in the studio. Great. Hey. It's great. Co-producer, co-writer, actor from Always Be My Maybe on Netflix. I got the impression, Randall, that, you know, so much attention is paid to box office numbers when a new film comes out in theaters. Yeah. Everybody's talking about the box office. We don't get that kind of breakdown for Netflix. Yeah. But the feeling that I got, and tell me if this was what it was like for you on the inside of it, is that everybody watched this movie the first weekend it was available. I mean, it seemed like that's all anybody was talking about when Monday rolled around after it dropped. Did, did it seem like that to you? Yeah, yeah, it did. You know, I, I, I was, because I was doing press, like, at, right after it dropped and while it was dropping, and I was in the Newark airport uh, about to go to Toronto, and I was getting stopped left and right by everybody. Uh, of all walks of life, mm-hmm. and uh, it was about uh, always be my about maybe. always yeah. be my maybe specifically. It Which wasn't came like out the very end of May. Yeah, yeah. Usually <laughs> it's like, hey, crazy rich Asians, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like <laughs> always be my maybe, and it was uh, it was great. It was great. I never Netflix it was so positive. is the biggest thing in the world, isn't it? It it I, yeah. I Seems mean, like yeah, yeah. I mean, things get seen. For you sure. got a uh, yeah. you got an amazing cast of largely Asian and Asian American actors. Yeah. We mentioned Ali Wong. You also have uh, Charlene Yee is great yeah. in this. Daniel Day Kim is great in this. Yeah. Uh, the actor I don't know his name who played who plays um, Ali's father is incredible in this movie. Oh he yes, played. yes, yes. He's great. Yeah. A- and then Asian American actor Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Who, who? I mean, Randall Park is having a moment, and there might be only one person having a bigger moment, <laughs> yes. and that is Keanu Reeves. Keanu yes. is everywhere doing everything right now and doing it flawlessly. You have to tell the story, and I know you've told it many times before, yeah. but our audience will love hearing the Keanu connection here. Yeah, uh, well, you know, we wrote the part in uh, with uh, as Keanu for in him, the script. Right? Yeah. For him, mm-hmm. we did not, we just did not ever in our wildest dreams expect to get him <laughs> we had no connection to him you sure. know uh, uh, but we wrote the script and and we sent it to him and um we had a whole list of other people ready to go. Who because... was next? Who was second? <laughs> DJ Qualls, uh, obviously. Not... <laughs> You're not going uh, there. Okay. I mean, it went from, you know, great to just like me with a fake beard. On, you know, like it was... <laughs> um, but uh, uh, 
but he we sent it to him and he just he got it. He totally got it. He was game. He he had suggestions. So many of his suggestions made it into the movie. Is that right? Yeah, uh, he improvised. You didn't have to humor him because he's Keanu Reeves by going, "Okay, that's a great idea. No. Yeah, let's do that now." No, he he had great <laughs> ideas and and he he was totally willing to like make fun of his public persona and uh, uh, the whole like no lenses in the glasses yeah. thing that no, was his idea so funny. <laughs> so good. yeah he, he, explain he was how great. he comes into the story between um, the two of you so in the story my you know my character Marcus is uh, finally realizes he's in love with his his friend Sasha played by Ali Wong and uh, and the the moment he's ready to kind of confess his feelings to her finally yeah <laughs> after so many years of being friends since they were kids uh, she tells him she has a, a new boyfriend and uh, and and we find out it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves playing himself. <laughs> it's his worst night. It's Marcus's worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, he's just so great in it. I mean, he's 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 hilarious. Uh, a, a larger thing that's going on right now is this sort of like Asian Renaissance in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and how important it is to you because we've talked about this before. Is like. It's going from saying, oh, this is an Asian movie into mm-hmm. just this is a movie. Yeah. And and your movie, I think, does it flawlessly in, yeah. in a way that other movies have never done it before. So I'm wondering how important that is to you for that kind of evolution to happen. Really important. I mean, our, our whole our goal in creating this movie was to make a great rom-com that's super funny. That That, that was it. And uh, and the uh, you know the the Asian Americanness of it it, it it it's a part of who we are so it, it it's a part of the the script but uh, but ultimately we wanted it to be a, a a story that resonated with everybody and um, yeah I mean according to the Newark Airport it's <laughs> <laughs> the uh, extremely Asian American Newark Airport <laughs> right, right. if I could just say um, the words rom com to me mean a certain box of what that type of movie is yeah. your, your movie g- g- exceeds that by a uh, lot. Man, it's so you. much smarter and wittier, and it really stands out as just a movie. Uh, I appreciate that. It doesn't fall into the little box of rom coms. Yeah, that's really nice of you to say. I, I uh, yeah, you know, I mean, we love rom coms, and, sure. and and that definitely was on our mind while we were writing it. But we wanted to do things different. You know, we, we Jensen, would you mind uh, critiquing Randall's rapping in the oh, film? I don't need to. He, <laughs> he knows. He knows. I think he's a beast. We, he did drop the mic, and he. If you ever have a uh, what four minutes to. Wait, just Google uh, James Vanderbeek versus Randall Park, and Randall took what we had, added, and made it better. And he's just—I mean, we we uh, connect through hip hop, and oh, he, yeah. he loves. Did you love doing that for the movie, Randall? I, it was fun. It was—you know—I I would pay to see your band. I'll tell you that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, Lyrics Born is in the band. Lyrics Born, who Randall and I grew up listening to. He's yes. like an underground legend. Yeah, he plays Quasar in the band. <laughs> the guy with, who brings out the tennis balls, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was a thrill. It oh, was a thrill. Sure. It was like while we were writing it, I was thinking, oh, it would be great to get lyrics born in the mm. band. And Did- Ali's like, who's lyrics born? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we, we reached out and he auditioned and we were like, oh, he's a, he's a great actor too. And mm. it just worked out. And yeah, Everything the- about this was serendipitous, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, it all worked sure. out. For well, sure. we can't recommend it enough, you guys. It's one of the best movies of 2019. You can see it on Netflix. It is called Always Be My Maybe. I know we'll be seeing Randall again soon because he's so busy. But before you go... <laughs> Uh, we have a feature we do on the show called 60 Seconds With. Jensen is going to be firing questions at you for one full minute. Just mm-hmm. answer with the first thing that comes to your mind, oh, okay? Oh, gosh. I'm not good at these oh, things. Oh, come on. I, this is a okay. real wild and out section. Uh, okay. <laughs> 60 seconds. Here we go. With Randall Park. Okay. What did you want to be when you were a kid? Uh, a fireman. Uh, related. What's the worst job you ever had? 
Um, I was a graphic designer designing porn ads. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Uh, yes. Better backpack rap group, Black Alicious or Reflection Eternal? Ooh, Reflection Eternal. All right, Twizzlers or Red Vines? Uh, Twizzlers. Is Keanu our new Lord and Savior? Yes. <laughs> What's something people would be surprised to find out about you? Um, uh, that I p- can play music on my teeth, I guess. <laughs> All right. Favorite Culkin brother? Uh, Macaulay. All right. Do you collect anything? Uh, uh yeah. I'm, uh, I'm into watches right now. Uh, you are? Yeah. Opinion. Is there currently too much TV? Uh, no. All right. Walnuts. Worst nut ever or hot dirt? Worst nut. <laughs> What's your move when a jury duty summons shows up in your mail? What's my what? Your move when a jury duty summons comes I in I do mail. it because I'm a, a, a good citizen. Can we go back to plays music with his teeth? <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> if we could just revisit that for a second. Uh, well, yeah, I can I can play tunes on my teeth. I mean, By can how? We, with, like, your fingers? How? Yeah, with my fingers. Like, Let's hear one. Uh, uh, I'll do Twinkle Twinkle Little okay. Star. <laughs> yeah, see? How that may you, be the best thing I've ever heard. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I, I don't know, since maybe middle school. How did you discover it? Who sits there and goes, you know what? I might be able to play music with I, my teeth. I, you know, I was a bored kid. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, that's your best job. I don't know what your worst job was. Very good. Randall, thank you for coming in. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Thank you. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world's famous K-Rock. So we're at the Weenie Roast. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know why it popped into my head, you guys, but I felt like I should share it with you. I, I don't either because you're not... Quote-unquote athletic. The jock type. <laughs> right. Right. He, he. We were just sitting there and someone says, you're about to go out there to introduce a band. And they're all holding their microphones. They said, 20 seconds. We go, great. So we sort of get ready and he turns to us and he goes, you know, I've always wanted to run a marathon. And we literally were like, what? And he's like, I'd do one right now. And I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah, it made no sense. And so... It, obviously, we clung to it, and sure. now we've said, you know, Muggs, myself, and Bean have all said we would probably run a marathon. Mm-hmm. We're very early in this. Yes, we're just <laughs> discussing it. You're yeah. still, I mean, Bean says it's a complete thought and mm-hmm. it's a done deal. I'm not even sure we're there yet. Um, but I will tell you that Muggs is a runner. Sure. And Genton has been a serious runner, like five miles a day. And yeah. you, Bean. I have, uh, I hustled once uh, to beat a red light <laughs> across a crosswalk. That was the extent but, of my running. But only the first half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that I strolled. So we started talking about this yesterday of the year. And by the way, tons of listeners weighing in going, I trained for a marathon in six months and I ran a marathon. I never thought I would run one, but I did it. I mean, it, there's a lot of people out there who have done it. This is not an impossible task. Our friend uh, Bert Kreischer, the machine, he ran a marathon with zero training. But I heard from a number of Kevin and Bean listeners who said, hey, why don't you check in with your best friend in Hollywood, Jimmy Pardo, who has run multiple marathons and get some tips from him. And I thought, well, if if Jimmy can do it, I can do it. That's what I thought. Is that true, Jimmy Pardo? Well, I don't I don't like that take on it. <laughs> I, I, I think the take should be if Bert Kreischer could finish one, you could do it. You could do it. <laughs> so, where, Jimmy, where do you think the shirt came off with Bill Cre- uh, Bert Kreischer? Before the... Uh, the oh, oh, yeah. Before oh, the starting gun, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, he, no. He, started, he started with the shirt off, absolutely. So, okay. Jimmy, even though yeah. you're my best friend in Hollywood, I guess I didn't realize that you've run multiple marathons. How did you get started? Were you always a runner? <laughs> well, for, first of all, we talked about it the last time I was on the show. <laughs> we did. I don't true. listen to the show. We did. I don't um, listen to the show. 
I've uh, no. Here's what uh, I, I I forget what it was, but I I I I do one of those stupid mud run things, uh, you know, the warrior dash, and I had never done any nothing, nothing, no no running, no extra, nothing. And so some friends said, let's do the warrior dash. I was like, well, I better get prepared for that. So I got ready to do that, which was only three miles. Okay. I then said, hey, I'm enjoying this running thing. I wouldn't. I could see maybe doing a half marathon someday. And then a fan of Never Not Funny, the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny, <laughs> um, he he contacted me and said, hey, my wife is involved in the, um, the that rock and roll one that they do around Halloween, and uh, you could be part of their team. Uh, so maybe you want to uh, train for that. So I got an app. Uh, uh, these are on your telephone. Uh, being the application. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Looking at that, uh, sure. And then they that walked me through how to get ready for it, and I went literally from, you know, running not even a mile a day uh, to then training for the half marathon. I did that, and um, and then kind of got addicted to it. Ran a bunch of half marathons, and then when it was time for the two thousand, let's see, what is this? Nineteen? Uh, I didn't do nineteen. I did eighteen, seventeen, sixteen. When it came time for the two thousand sixteen marathon uh to sign up i said you know i'm gonna give that a try and wow. uh, i did it how's wow. that for an answer now is that helpful well yes. here's the thing is being skipping all of that story right up until the last five seconds <laughs> how, how do you will, feel about will, starting with a marathon i think that's the dumbest thing in the world because <laughs> well first of all you you've got to get in your training you've got to get to the half marathon so why not train for the half marathon uh, which will be like in october uh, here in, uh, in the los angeles area and then uh, the marathon. Well, you're going to be over in England running around. Well, that's, why, to that, that's part of the reason why the, there's a sense of urgency to do it before I go. All right. Is there time for a half marathon before the marathon being? Yes, of there, course. There is. Okay. I can do a half marathon after the show today. Oh, you can't sakes. do anything. You barely run across the street, you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just. You're being how, disrespectful to people that run. <laughs> Jimmy, how, I'm, in, in all seriousness, how hard can it be? You just put one foot in front of the other, and you don't stop until you cross the finish line. That's it. That's all there is to it. Here's my favorite part of that sentence is, um, it's easy. It is easy. (laughs) It is not easy, you a-hole. It is very difficult. It, you could you could get hurt. I pulled you know I I my I, I snapped my IT band several times. Um, <laughs> you you it's you could get hurt. This is Jensen's pipe in here. You run. I Jensen's running too. I, well, I haven't run in about a year, but I mean before that I was doing five miles a day, about six days a week, and and it, I I would say it is difficult. But I think if if Bean wanted to commit to getting into shape, it is a very easy pastime to oh. to follow the schedule on, and then you become good at it. Yes, of course, but the way he's running his mouth is that he wants to do it tomorrow. Well, I do. could do yeah, it I after do. the show today. You I'm a busy man. do it after the show That's today. what he said. Like he person. said he could do a half marathon after the show today. <laughs> Jimmy, what did the app teach you? Um, boy, you know what? It, it, you know, I don't know if it taught me anything as much as it uh, just kind of was inspirational. I know that sounds odd, but that it... it you know, I guess maybe just put me on a. I guess you could really just Google train for marathon and print that out, and that would be the same as the app. But uh, it just know, gave you a schedule, something to something a hey, goal goal post to hit. There's the word I'm looking for: schedule. Thank you. I recommended you Google how to do it instead of just going to the word schedule. What right. Award-winning podcast. That's right? not funny. Yeah. Um, what about the uh, what about the nipples, Jimmy? That's the one thing I do read oh, about. Boy, tell me about that. Yeah, I will tell you that. Uh, yeah, you got to put some Vaseline, or they got they've got you know uh, special products for that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, That's for real, though. That's a legit toes. thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, the nipple, it's it's awful. If, if it's anywhere near a chilly day and you've got a, the wrong shirt on, it it it's... God, but no, no, you know what? Now I'm on Chrysler's side. Take that shirt off. <laughs> but also, can we bring up the poops? Is that something we should talk about, Jimmy? Not, not, not with me. I mean, you can <laughs> really? talk about that when I hang up. There, but there are there are people who who have issues. They just marathons. power on. I look. I, I I'm not ever competing to be the first guy to win to finish. So mm-hmm. if I have to use the restroom, I stop and use the restroom. And if it means I got to add three to five minutes to my time, who cares? Okay. And does yeah. that go for lunch as well? Could you stop and like at an Absolutely. Olive Garden or something stop on the way? Stop yourself a nice, uh, nice has maybe something open faced. Whatever you like. <laughs> sure. I don't know if you heard, but Olive Garden was his choice. <laughs> well, I just throw it out there. Just throw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> listen, you're like family when you go there. So they, uh, they <laughs> all right. Well, listen. I am. Uh, I don't know if you guys. You're plan was to discourage me by having Jimmy Parker oh, well, on. Well, I don't know. What, what's your reaction to Jimmy? My reaction is it's it's easier now than I ever thought it was. Jimmy, your thoughts? I, I get it. I, I, look, here's, here's the honest to God truth. Not, not trying to be funny. Already. I never thought I could do it either, and I uh, just started training to do it, and it worked out, and I enjoyed doing it, and I guess I've done three uh, I don't know if I would ever do a fourth one. I think mm-hmm. maybe I've uh, gotten that out of my system. But I, I do think with the prop, you, you got to properly train, yeah. or else okay. you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, but yeah, you do have you to keep do in it. mind. Bean's legs do look like if toothpicks had veins. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> right. So, so it's That's dangerous. True. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. You have not discouraged me, Jimmy. And How's will, that possible? And I will talk to you more about this uh, <laughs> offline. But uh, thank you for coming on and sharing your experience. And I do urge everyone to go to the award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny. NeverNotFunny.com is where you'll find. The I just want to jump in. And say the uh, the episode with Jay Moore was fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. Yes, yes he's uh, a great friend of your show and my show, and I'm uh, happy to know him. Thanks for coming on today, Jimmy. We appreciate, appreciate it, Jimmy. Bye bye. You, you bet, you guys. Good luck to everybody. <laughs> Thanks, bye. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K O Q Q. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We have uh, been doing Keep It 100 on the program for 94 consecutive weeks. years. Oh, it <laughs> seems like years. Seems like years. Uh, again, every Friday, you get to pick the song. We call it Keep It 100. I got to keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. I keep it 100. And as always, you amaze us with your excellent choices for music you'd like to hear on the Kevin and Bean Show, including Felix in the 714 asking for plus 44 when your heart stops beating. He was texter 99, unfortunately. Sometimes, though, we get Macklemore's Thrift Shop as a request. Mm. Sorry, Kyle. Texture 101. <laughs> Dodge that bullet. But we do have Texture 100 on the line, and I think this is going to be Brian from Whittier, who joins us on the Kevin and Bean Show right now. Morning, Brian. Hey. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're good. Thank you. What's going on, man? How's your Friday going? Oh, great, great so far. Can't complain. All right. Good to hear. That's very rare these days for somebody who has nothing to complain about. I mean, you're barely an American. Uh, is this the... No one would listen anyway. So. Right. Is this the first time you have texted in on Keep It 100? It's not. I've been texting the last 94 years or so. Same, same song? So, no, a different song. Different song? Ever? Just oh, felt okay. like 
Yeah, it felt like hearing this one today. It hasn't been played in a while. So. Okay, well, we'll give you a chance to introduce it to the listeners. What do you got for us, Brian? Uh, this is Figure It Out by Royal Blood. I let it go, cause I won't see you later on, but not a lot of talking out. I said I'd go, promise I won't show, but I'm still trying to figure it out. I brought my shoe, take the feather on you, but you didn't know I planned it out. I said I'd go, yeah, I won't see you later on, but not a lot of How good does that sound? How great is that band, by the way? In the tradition of uh, two-piece outfits like the Black Keys and the White Stripes, that is Mike and Ben from the band Royal Blood, requested by Brian moments ago from Whittier. He was uh, Texter 100 for this week's Keep It 100. Uh, Jensen, you're filling in for Allie today with what's happening. I guess you got to fill in on the Keep It 100 game, too. Uh, what year was Figure It Out by Royal Blood all the rage here at K-Rock? Well, I think this technically would be the most recent Keep It 100 we've ever had. I think, I think so too. Be. Yeah, uh, which puts me at two thousand and fourteen. Yes. Yeah. You didn't do the alley game where you go. Okay, I think it's in the two thousands. No, he just no. looked it up. <laughs> no, I didn't. I Very swear. different. It's a brand new. <laughs> it's a, it's okay. a brand new era. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, figure it out by Royal Blood. We were just all marveling at how great that song is and how that band should be way bigger than they are. I agree. We've been lucky enough to have them on a couple of acoustic Christmases in uh, Weenie Roast, and they are just amazing. So if you don't know them, check them out, and we'll do it again next Friday for Keep It One Hundred. Keep It One Hundred. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, rock. It's a shame there's no uh, way to recap things that happened during the week. Yeah, people miss a ton of stuff. It is weird that we do so many things and then no one knows what happens at the end. I know I barely listen. <laughs> We've come to another close of the week, my friends. So let me break it down for you as it officially ends. We came off a weekend and we finished a vision. I was on stage yelling, now give it up for Limp Bizkit. And once again, we played some slang band clips. And we had to admit that Kevin's a bacon bitch. And Bleak 182 has a new secret show where you have to win from K-Rock in order to go. Who's baby Godzilla? Was your dream real? Should I honk my horn? Was DJ Khaled's deal? These questions we answered, or at least we tried. Randall Park and Rob Delaney were obliged to stop by. So did Jeff Ross and David Tell, of course. Beans running a marathon, although he's never played sports. At least we think that jail might be a blast. So respect a little weasel, download the podcast. I hope the birthday present you get from mom and dad. Makes this very special day <laughs> the best you ever had. Happy birthday, Allie! Oh, Louie, that's delightful. Once again, Jensen makes the show sound way better than it is, but if any of that sounds interesting to you, you ought to check the podcast because it's available at radio.com or wherever you get yours. Did we make a note that we want to talk to people maybe next week, Kevin, who did time in jail and thought it was pretty good? Yeah. Okay, because I... Hey, prison wasn't that bad is how I wrote it. Sure. Yes, I'm I'm fascinated for that phone topic because I think we're on to something with this, Jensen. (laughs) I I talked to my my wife about it last night, and she agrees. She thinks book time... And uh, you get to work on yourself and your body. And and also food plan. But we're specifying white collar, right? Because if it's not white collar, now you're in a whole world of I mean, mind your business, man. Get in (laughs) in there, keep your head down, read books, bro. That's what I'm saying. Plus, uh, Little Weasel has nothing to worry about. Nah, Little Weasel ain't got nothing to worry about. You're five. Same with Professor Pussy. Uh, Again, that nickname's not going to (laughs) stick. Uh, I have any say over it. Jensen is uh, filling in for what's happening for the, uh, the final time this week. What's happening? Uh, you guys, new Taylor Swift music. Uh, it is a big deal on the it's internet. It's a bop is what it is. And that's the thing. 
is the new uh, the new album is called Lover. That'll be coming out August 23rd. 18 songs, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of tracks. But she released uh, a big surprise new single called You Need to Calm Down. Now, keep in mind, she did release Me featuring Brendan Urie, a K-Rock artist, uh, Panic at the Disco, and people were sort of iffy on it. I mm-hmm. don't think it was a big hit, but I will tell you, the response to the new song, You Need to Calm Down, is uh, overwhelmingly positive. Let's listen to a clip. Sunshine on the street at the parade But you would rather be in the dark age Just making that sign Must have taken all night You just need to take several seats And then try to restore the peace And control your urges to scream about all the people you hate Cause shade never made anybody less gay So The Taylor Swift song. Yeah. I will say that you very rarely hear somebody take on homophobia in a pop lyric. That's right. Especially someone like Taylor Swift, who has went out of her way in the past to not be political. Mm-hmm. Uh, she recently, I think within the last year, said that she's going to take her responsibility uh, with a little more seriousness. And I think she did on this single here. It would seem. Yeah. Yeah. And the other verses address other kinds of uh, negative people. Like trollishness. Yeah. I, and women who, you know, run, tear down other women and stuff. And I think that's what she's talking about here is just a lot of people are putting a lot of energy and effort into negativity. Yeah. And, and maybe we'd all be a little better off if that weren't the case. So I, I think that's a good message and a good song. How many times will you listen to it this weekend? I don't know. Um, I did uh, wait up till 9 p.m. for it to drop last night. Okay. It's late night for me. Mm-hmm. And listened to it three times in a row before I went to bed and felt good about it. Uh, how about you, Kevin? How many times? I didn't even listen to that clip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> While it was on, you just tuned out. Kevin has a, uh, you know how you can mute uh, certain people in your social media? <laughs> that Kevin, Kevin in real life is able to mute Taylor Swift. He never oh. hears her. It's very impressive. Thank yeah. you. Uh, talking about new music, today a lot of rap fans will be sitting in front of Twitter or SoundCloud or wherever Drake decides to uh, release two brand new songs, Omerta and Money in the Grave, which features Rick Ross, and he's doing it in celebration of the Toronto Raptors championship. After he won the championship, right. That's right. Mm -hmm. He He was the most valuable player, wasn't he? That's right. He was wearing a jersey, the shorts, everything. (laughs) He was jumping up and down, chugging champagne. Uh, He said this was for... uh, The funniest part is when he went number one, he said, I need more dip on my chip, which I don't understand where that reference comes from. I love it, though. Uh, But then he also uh, dedicated the win to Kevin Durant to get better soon, and also Big Poppy to get better soon. So Drake is really pretty much an athlete at this point. Uh, But yes, he will be releasing a uh, two brand new songs today. That'll be a very big deal, so keep your eyes out. I know we didn't have time to get through today. We've had a very busy show with lots of wonderful guests, but I'm so fascinated with, uh, and you've been familiar with Kawhi Leonard for a long time, mm-hmm. but I've been so fascinated with what I've learned about him yeah. throughout the playoffs yeah. that there's no one who's ever been more famous who l- less wants to be a celebrity. Yeah, he... It's amazing. He's solo key. Yeah, they've been releasing fake stories throughout the week of things about him, and you can't tell the difference between the fake ones and the real ones. Like, people will just be like, uh, on weekends, he likes to just work as a carpenter on the side by using thumbtack, and everyone's like, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it certainly could true. be true. He's just so stoic, man. Yeah. So, uh, it doesn't Doesn't really do any sh- social media, no. doesn't like to do interviews, just, just wants nothing. He just wants to play basketball and live the rest of his life. He yeah. also looks the exact same when they're losing by 20 or up by 20. Yeah. Yes. He has yeah. a shoe deal with New Balance. 
I mean, that's real. That's as low-key as you can get. That's as low-key as you can get. Uh, Cardi B, guys, is saying that she's quitting plastic surgery. As you know, she recently was forced to postpone multiple concerts to spend proper time recovering from liposuction and breast augmentation, and she says she's over it. Press, 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 press. Cardi don't need more press. I've been waiting for that drop. Uh, Cardi showed fans her swollen feet on Instagram stories, saying, look how swollen my feet get every time I take a plane. Imagine uh, my body... Uh, reasons told to me to chill out on shows. My stomach gets even more more uh, puffy. I don't know. Here's my thing. Cardi B didn't need all this surgery, in my opinion. I agree. And now here she is saying that she's, you know, basically it's affecting her business. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's offensive. I, I, I feel like we as a society are telling female rappers to get hotter and we should stop. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, some celebrity birthdays. Boy George from the Culture Club, Steffi Graf, she's a tennis star. Diablo Cody, she wrote Juno, a movie that weirdly gets a bad rap, but I still like it. I like that too. Uh, Lucy Hale, Duke basketball player, about to be the number three pick in the NBA draft, most likely a New York Nick. R.J. Barrett, and uh, someone you may have seen on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, actor Donald Trump. Yeah! And that's what's going on. Thank you, Jensen. On your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free for all with Stryker and Klein. Didn't sound like I was going to get through that, did nope. I? No, but you did. A random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Hunt dealers. Have a great weekend. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. We got on the phone. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. She beat them off. <laughs> One thing before you go, I'd like you to know how grateful I am for you. There's only one in this wonderful world. You are special. Final whistle. What a night. USA fans are celebrating this one. Why am I sticky and naked? Did I miss something fun? There's my life. Deal with it. Oh, wait. Can't process it. Losers winning. Bye-bye. Bong, bong. Smoke weed every, every day. day. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.